Well, hey guys, this is Pastor Craig coming to you from the West Water Student Ministries of the West Water District Assemblies of God. Traveling down the road, that's when I tend to do a lot of thinking and praying, and, and uh, at times it's when I find the best time to pause for a little bit and maybe throw a podcast together uh, to just share some thoughts and things. Tonight I had the opportunity to speak at a church, and uh, I love those opportunities to get to go and connect with students and leaders and some coaching opportunities with those guys and just be able to brainstorm together and dream together and pray together. Uh, and it was, it was a great night. And tonight we had four students <clears throat> that responded. I did a message on, uh, on challenging them for Speed the Light, which is the youth missions arm of the Assemblies of God. We raise money to equip our missionaries to go do what God's called them to do in the country that's called them to do it. In other words, we're equipping our missionaries to spread the gospel, the bottom line. But uh, what Speed the Light does, it takes a load off of their budget. And so we have teenagers all across the nation that are raising funds to support missionaries uh, in areas like essential transportation. We've bought anything from bicycles and cars and trucks and Jeeps and four-wheel drives and um, uh, six-by-six and uh, tank-looking deals for, uh, you know, the, uh, these, these Arctic places. Uh, to help them get in there to share the gospel. We've bought canoes and boats, and I mean, you pretty much name it, we've, we've bought it if it can do something to do with transportation, as well as audio video equipment for creative communication. <clears throat> Excuse me, I uh, just got a rough throat tonight, <laughs> and uh, from preaching a little hard, I guess, and, and then drinking a coffee behind it. And, uh, and allow them to do compassionate demonstrations wherever they go. So feeding the hungry, clean drinking waters. That's what Speed the Light does, and, and it takes a load off our missionaries. And so tonight I was preaching on that and uh, bringing them the challenge. And, man, we had an incredible response to that. About 25 students in the room, but I had four students that stood up at the end of the message that responded to the call of missions on their life. They felt God was stirring something in them to go and preach the gospel themselves, uh, both here at home and abroad. <coughs> and... Um, and then we took up an incredible offering, 200 students. Well, over $200 came in tonight for Speed the Light. And, I, you know, nothing, nothing on me uh, other than I just I pray over what I believe God's given me to speak, and then I bring it. And, and I think what I want to challenge you tonight in this podcast is to think about when you're speaking to students, don't be afraid to drop the hammer, so to speak. Don't be afraid to challenge them. Our kids want to be challenged. This world has become pretty apathetic in its ways, especially in the church, I feel like. We pay pastors to preach, and I think we've got it backwards. I read somewhere that tip, that really the pastor uh, of the church, as we traditionally know them, is an equipper. And the people that sit in the congregation, they're to be the pastors. If you're saved, you know Jesus is Lord and Savior. Now, he's now called you to go and make disciples. And I, I talked to them about the Great Commission. I said, it's the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion. I know you've heard that cliche before yourself, but it's true. And if you look at that phrase, he says, go and make. Those are two action words. He didn't say sit and pacify, sit and wait. He didn't say any of that. Matter of fact, uh, the waiting took place before the Holy Spirit came in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. Once the Holy Spirit came, then those guys were then motivated and mobilized to go into all the world and make disciples. <clears throat> and they were equipped to do so. And that's what our calling is. We're equipped by the Holy Spirit to go in to make disciples. And that means every one of us. It's a great commandment. It's not the great suggestion. And often we, we, we make excuses to want to pray about, well, 
Lord, should I go? Lord, what should I? No, I think our attitude needs to be, as I heard Heath Adamson, our former national youth director, say, the answer is yes before we even know what the question is. Uh, I read somewhere, heard one of our missionaries, I believe it was Joel Marbot, a missionary down in Ecuador, that said if we're waiting for a burning bush moment, then that burning bush moment needs to be to tell you not to do something or not to go somewhere to spread the gospel. But the command has already been given. You're to go. And we're either going to be obedient or we're going to be disobedient. There's no in-between. God knows us either by our obedience or our disobedience. And that's the challenge that I brought to kids tonight. And I think leaders need to do that more. We need to just lay the line down and say, students, young men, young women, here's the call. And, uh, and challenge them to begin to reach their friends for the gospel, to begin to be a missionary in their own home if they even have to. Uh, that's the challenge. And, and we laid it down for them tonight. And man, these kids responded uh, in an incredible way. And uh, we had a powerful time of prayer in the altars afterwards. And uh, we saw students coming and prayed over students. And that's, that's what it's about. Uh, but we've got to be willing to issue the challenge. I heard an illustration years ago, and I love it. It's hung with me. I didn't even think to use it tonight. And uh, matter of fact, the students that I was speaking to probably would have appreciated it more because a lot of their families are in the military down on the coast here in the panhandle uh, of Florida. But the illustration goes something along the lines of uh, it, at a job fair at a high school one day, you had uh, three recruiters that were there. And before they launched the job fair, the principal told each of them to just take two minutes to just share a little bit about who they are. You had the guy from the Army, you had the guy from the Air Force, and you had the guy from the Marines there. Just take two minutes and just share briefly uh, about where their tables are and, and, and what they're there to offer, and then to, and then move on. And uh, they were on a, under a time crunch, and so he asked them to do that. Well, the guy from Army gets up there, goes on and on and on about how uh, in the Army we're going to take you all around the world and just kept talking about all this grandeur of getting to travel the world and all that kind of things. And he went on and on and spoke for about five or six minutes, way over his time. Guy from Air Force, of course, wasn't going to be outdone, so he began to, to challenge these guys as well and say, oh, we'll take you all around the world as well, uh, only we'll fly you there. Man, you can come and fly our jets, fly our planes, blah, blah, blah. And he went on and on for, for seven, eight minutes. You know, of course, he wasn't going to be outdone by the Army guy, so he overdid it. The guy from the Marines just sat back and realized how far over these guys went. And he got up there just simply introducing himself and said, students, I'm sorry, these two guys have taken up way more than our time. And so I'll just simply say this reality is uh, the majority of you in this room tonight couldn't handle what we're going to ask you to do anyway. But if you're interested, come see me at my table and sat down. Less than a minute, he was done. And when they released the students to go to all the booths that were represented in the room, the Marine had the longest line. Why? Because he issued a challenge. He threw the gauntlet down. And he said, the reality is most of you can't handle what we're going to ask of you. And those kids said, oh, yeah, watch this. And they, they got in line and they responded to it. And, guys, that's the way we've got to be as youth pastors. And uh, we've got to start dropping the gauntlet down, drawing the line in the sand and saying, this is the way we're going to live. We're not going to live that way. We're going we're gonna to be light into this dark world. God called you out of darkness into his glorious light. Now go be light. We're going to be in the world, not of it, as you've heard it said. And it's like a boat floating in the water. We need to be the boat floating in the water, but we don't need water in the boat. And we've got to draw the line so that our kids understand what living a holy lifestyle is. Does it mean being perfect? Absolutely not. Our perfection only comes through Christ Jesus is the righteousness. Uh, that is, that's where we get our righteousness from, as we're under the blood at the foot of the cross. And so we've got to start drawing the line and challenging our kids to go, challenging our kids to give. Don't be afraid 
to challenge your students because I promise you that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting on someone to speak truth to them, an unshakable, unmovable, glorious truth about the gospel of Jesus and one that a lot of your students have found out about but they haven't been mobilized to go and make disciples. And so challenge them and then don't be afraid to make the offer. Now who in here tonight feels God's calling you to go and to preach the gospel maybe in other countries? God's stirring something in your heart. The Holy Spirit's speaking in you. And when you think about the just, just the thought of being in another country and being able to share the gospel, it just something deep down in your guts beginning to churn. And there's this excitement and this expectation. If that's you, then I want you to stand to your feet. I asked them to raise their hands first, and we had, uh, I, I saw three hands go up. And then I said, now I'm going to ask you to go one more. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. I want you to be bold because this is a bold call and a bold commitment if that's going to be you. And they sat there and they sat there. And I said, now listen, I know I saw three hands go up. I said, don't let this world, don't let what other people think. And that's a matter of fact. And I told him, I said, matter of fact, if you're scared of that and you feel, and you're scared of the ridicule that you might get, let me just tell you, all, that needs to be the confirmation that what you're sensing is real because Satan would love nothing more than to keep you sitting in your seats and to keep your mouth closed. Because he knows that God's going to do great things through you, and he don't want you to do that, buddy. They started popping up one, two. I said, I said, there's two standing. They've they've already broke the ice. They've led the way. Is there anybody else that wants to join them? The third one stood up. I said, all right, awesome, way to go. And I began to pray over those three. And when I opened my eyes, I realized the fourth one had stood up as well. Another young man that didn't either. I didn't see his hand, or I think at the end of the night there, he was just really challenged that God was asking him to go to the next level. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to draw the line. Don't be afraid to ask the hard things of these kids. They are waiting to be challenged. Go after them. Love them passionately. Speak into their life, but encourage them and equip them. Be with them and walk through this life with them. And don't let them forget what this night or that night, whatever it may be for you, was all about. Have them journal it, write it down, and remember what God is doing. And then pray that the Holy Spirit sears that in their hearts and mind. Well, listen, it's been just over 10 minutes. I don't want to take too much of your time. Thanks for chiming in, just riding down the road and just giving a few thoughts here. So uh, subscribe and like this uh, on whatever uh, platform that you're checking it out on. And uh, we'll be coming back to you with more thoughts as we travel across the district and and across the nation, getting to speak and teach uh, to students and coach youth leaders. We love you and we thank you for what you're doing. I'm praying for youth leaders and youth pastors across the nation, that God's anointing and favor will rest on you and your family. And that you'll step up to the plate and you'll raise up a generation and start a movement right where you are.